What a segue. Let's get into football talk. The fun, the fun the stuff. The fun stuff. Oh my God, we're going off the rails. Welcome inside the Trenches Podcast, episode 25 here on a beautiful, this is a high energy Sunday. Last week was low energy Sunday. It's a high energy Sunday this week. Maddie V, Mike, Matt Wilson here, and we're going to get right into it. Mike, we were just talking about this off the air, thinking back before the season started, and we were just kind of spitballing about news and different headlines and that sort of thing, right, throughout the NFL, and there's been a lot of that this week. Uh, it's been probably the worst week in terms of COVID in the league. It's uh, a couple, two GMs fired, a head coach fired. Mm-hmm. We have Adam Gase pulling shit out of his ass at the podium. We have a lot to get into on this Sunday evening. Some yeah. of my favorite things, Adam Gase, yeah. COVID, perfect. <laughs> yes, of course. Lions fired their head coach and GM. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, then- uh, well, we can get into that. Um that, that yeah. was a terrible game. Like, I feel bad. Like, Tony Romo and Jim Nance are like, why the hell are we doing this game, right? Like, it was <laughs> – I don't know if you guys saw the start of that game, but it was turnover after turnover after turnover. And After J.J. Watt had that pick six, the Lions are kind of down and uh, out of that one. And uh, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, the GM, were fired the next day. Um, it's uh, pretty unprecedented for uh, the owners in Detroit to fire a coach and GM midseason, but they uh, they finally pulled the trigger. It was that bad. Uh, yeah, I heard – so, obviously, the, the Lions were playing on Thanksgiving, so they had a short week. I heard that the rumblings um, uh, during after the game, before that game, before the Thanksgiving game, that's what I wanted to say. I'm not with it right now. I heard yeah. the rumblings that, oh, Patricia's, like, really on the hot seat now, but you can't really fire a coach after you played Sunday and you got to go play Monday uh, – Thursday, that. sorry. It's such a short fired him. Fuck that. He's had, he's had, they should have fired him three weeks oh, ago. Oh, no. I, he's had plenty he should have fucking, fucking time, fired him a long time ago. I'm saying that, but the worst possible time to fire a head coach, doesn't matter how bad things are going, is you probably shouldn't fire them on a short week. I think that's like a this, perfect time to fire him because then they have a longer week to, to get used to a new coach or whatever they're going to go. Daryl Bevel, their offensive week. coordinator, he's the intern the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah like so you're, 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 you have that short week. After the short week, now you have a longer break. And mind you, it's not it's not anything crazy, but you have a little bit more time to adjust. No, but like the Lions are like a new level of bad. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt's yeah. like, yeah, they were banged up. Like, Swift was out. Uh, Kenny Galladay was out. They had a lot of guys out last week. But, like, their defense is, like, piss poor. Like, I'm just got to tell you, man. Like, it's that, especially for Matt Patricia being the defensive guy with the fucking pencil stuck in his ear for years and years in New England, right? Just, <laughs> like, even, like, for example, trading Trevon Diggs last year to, uh, or Quandre Diggs, I should say, excuse me, to Seattle. Like, he was one of their best players on the defensive side of the ball. And yeah. It was, so it was almost as if they can't help themselves. And uh, the Lions, they, there's a lot, like a new regime, a new GM, a new head coach coming in the offseason. A lot of big decisions they got to make especially on the defensive side of the ball, especially at the QB position, because do you want Matt Stafford to be your guy for the next kind of era of that team? It's going to yeah. be a new uh, head coach and GM whenever they get hired this season. You know, like I, I, I brought it up a couple of times. My dad's obviously a huge fan of football. That's kind of where I get it from. And the, one of the first things he says was, maybe not next year, but the Lions are trading Matt Stafford. The Lions yeah. are moving on from the Matt Stafford era and might take a quarterback – in this year's draft in the first round 
I think it's, uh, I think the Matt Stafford, I think this new regime, Matty V, I don't know what you think. I think this is the perfect opportunity to kind of reset that entire organization in Detroit. Yeah, I think also this is a perfect time to do it because there's a recent athletic article that came out. Uh, it noted there's there's about 16 teams, about half the league has their quarterback situation kind of locked down. They know what they're doing. They, they, they got their shit together. That's half the league that doesn't. So whether yeah. it's whether it's quarterbacks that uh, they're they're for sure going to be moving on from, whether it's a quarterback situation that looks iffy, if they want to move on from Stafford right now is a perfect opportunity. There's so many quarterbacks that are a on the market. Whether you want a, a cheap guy like Darnold maybe, or you want to look at this year's draft where there's five six quarterbacks that realistically have a decent chance of becoming starters in the NFL. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect time for them to actually. I guess take leadership for this Detroit team because for the longest time the the management team in place there has has, has not really done anything drastic. They've kind of not, not rocked the boat or anything. Um, and while I do love Matt Stafford, this is kind of the time to I guess cut ties with them if they're going. Yeah, to. and it's not even his fault. It's just uh, that team. It's they just haven't got it done, right? No, but it's like Matt Stafford. Like we all love him. Like you can't really hate him, but the dude. Does he even have a playoff win? No, the, well, the Lions his, haven't won a playoff game. And, the have, Lions haven't, haven't won a playoff game since Barry Sanders was their running back. I think yeah. that you know that the Matt Stafford might go down as one of the best quarterbacks to never win a playoff game. I see that's which, a really which, funny stat. When you that's such a funny stat up. to say it. He'll it's never the best even to never win a playoff game. He'll Not never get one. He'll never even come close to the Hall of Fame. He'll Maybe he might get put up in like the ring of honor in Detroit, but this, this quarterback might go down as probably the greatest quarterback to never win a playoff game. Well, I just wanted to bring something up there. You mentioned, you mentioned Detroit hall of fame and my mind instantly jumped to, you know, Megatron is up for first year induction of the hall of fame. Yeah. You know, what pisses me off is seeing, seeing all this debate, about how oh Megatron, everyone's living this fantasy. Megatron wasn't that great, and like Julio is better than Megatron. I'm like you, you <laughs> son of a bitch, stop fucking talking. There's no uh, Julio without Megatron, man. There's yeah, no, no Julio. like Julio's legit. Julio might end up in the Hall of Fame one day too. But yeah, like, I'm not saying that Julio's not great. No, I know we know you're not. We know you're not saying that. cannot belittle the name of Calvin Johnson Jr. I'm sorry. It's I think it's just the way he kind of went out really quietly. You haven't heard a damn thing from him since. Man, honestly, like uh, I, I respect it. The, the I do respect it too. So he, so he retired twenty sixteen. It's that Bro, four years out of the game. That's crazy. I thought it was. I thought honestly, thought it was longer Same. than that. It's crazy. Right now, I'm just saying. It just feels talk, longer since <laughs> yeah. since you brought it up. I do believe Megatron's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer though. I'm just saying that. Uh, that's a big class. We can get into that a little bit later. Peyton Manning on the ballot. I saw somebody, some idiot on Twitter say that Peyton Manning, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback or he's going to get in, but like she shouldn't be getting in because he wasn't the best at his position his entire career. So he should not be getting in. The, the records say differently, but all right. You know, yeah, I know because he wasn't, because he said, he said the Hall of Fame should be reserved for people that were the best at their position for their entire career. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Yo, you can compare Brady in his rookie year to Brady. There'd be like twenty when they went sixteen. When they went sixteen and zero, you know, like compare those two quarterbacks, man. Those are two totally different quarterbacks. And if that's if that's the way the Hall of Fame inducted people in football, there'd be like I don't know twenty five to thirty Hall of Famers. Like there wouldn't be very many, right? 
<laughs> no, but we got to get into that because I do have some things to say about. Some yeah, well, uh, do you want to say that? Well, let's get into some of the other headlines from this week. We'll save that though. Remember, Mike, you remember that for the end of the show. We got a lot to uh, break down yeah. today. Let's get into. Um, well, do you guys want to go? Uh, it's going to be COVID no matter what, but do you want to do Ravens first or Broncos first? I want to talk about the Broncos, man. Broncos. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, who's. Wait, I, I don't know who said it. I think it was Wilson yeah. saying that it proves. You can't win an NFL game. You can't win an NFL game without an NFL quarterback. Yeah, no, that was bad. I had my eye on that game just to maybe like a historic thing. Like, yeah, I was curious what's going to happen with no quarterbacks actually playing this fucking game. Oh no, it was bad. (laughs) It was uh, it was pretty bad. Like I I picked up Kendall Hinton in uh, fantasy just for shits because I was playing uh, Charlie Sheen this week, as you guys know, who's won (laughs) one game the whole year. So yeah, I put him in there and he ended up with negative two points. So. uh, yeah, I believe it was thirty-one to three was the final I mean, score. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? There's nothing you can do. Well, uh, Vernon, I'm sorry if I'm gonna cut you off here, but like, this dude started an NFL game, man. Yeah, I was an undrafted. And he completed one pass. That's that yeah. he's in the record books. <laughs> he completed one one pass more than we we ever will. You know, it's like this yeah. guy was living the dream at the same time while he was living a nightmare. You know, because like one for nine, two interceptions. I don't even know how many times he got sacked yeah, or no, hit yeah. or whatever, but dude fucking started an NFL game, man. It's no, like for gotta, sure. Yeah. Give him that. And fun fact, you know, in the last time the Broncos, who the quarterback was for the Broncos, the last time they went uh, a full half without completing a pass. I think you guys could probably figure it out. Tebow. Axton Lynch. Yeah. I was going to Tebow. Axton Lynch. Tebow, 2011. Yeah. My buddy uh, was at that I, game. I saw. I saw a thing today saying the uh, <laughs> Mets should trade Tebow to the Broncos, New York Mets. Uh, the Broncos should send some type of cash back to New York, and then the oh, no, the Broncos send cash to the Colorado Rockies, and then in exchange for Tebow going from the Mets to the Broncos, Nolan Arenado goes from the Rockies to the Mets. So that'd be a nice deal if you were in the New York Mets organization, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, that was uh, that sucked. I feel bad for the guy, but at the same time, that's pretty damn cool what he was able to accomplish. And uh, yeah, Drew Locke kind of put it out there. Apparently, the way what I some Denver reporters I've been reading on Twitter, pretty much they were socially distanced, wearing their masks in a meeting room, but a couple guys had them pulled down to eat or do whatever. And so mm. the NFL saw the video of that and uh, popped them right on the spot. So. If they delayed the game one day, which they have a Should precedent have. to do so, but apparently they will not do that if it's competition based. They will only do that if it's like a COVID outbreak based, as we're going to get into the Ravens in a sec. But if they delayed the game a day, Blake Wardles would have been available, Brett Rippon would have been available, a lot of those guys would have mm. been available. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, <laughs> Vernon, that's a tough anything, situation. Yeah, <laughs> both, teams didn't, both, both teams didn't have a quarterback today. There's a take for you. Taysom yeah, and it was, Kendall it was, Hinton. It was fun to watch. Denver had one more point than interceptions thrown, which is kind of cool. I, I've never seen that before. I don't. They got him into field goal range after the interception. 58-yarder, Brandon McManus. They uh, 100, 100 rushing yards. Like I, so I watched the game, and yeah, I get that, <laughs> that it, it was very hard for this Denver team to, you know, like game plan this game. To even get across midfield. They had to get even across midfield. Like, but that was it was – it really hurt. As a football fan, watching yeah. them play offense, and I, I, I think there's a lot of high school coaches out there that are going to look at this game and go, "Okay, if I was in the NFL, I can't use my playbook because that looked like a high school playbook." They just they- he got caught the ball, ran around for five seconds in the backfield, either got sacked or threw it away. 
Sort of they had 100 like. rushing yards. Like they they ran, they ran a, like direct snaps to Lindsay and Royce Freeman all game, and they had yeah. 100 rushing yards. So you, you brought up high school football. This actually, obviously, it's not the same thing. This is the NFL, but it happened. We didn't have our quarterback for one game. Um, Did he have an infectious disease? No, he, he <laughs> twisted his ankle the day before the game. <laughs> so we're like, all right. So we flip flop between our running back taking the, the direct snap who could actually throw he was wasn't very accurate and then our middle linebacker was also in at quarterback too he actually yeah, actually no he actually did pretty good he pulled off a 75 yard run for a touchdown in that in uh, that game so yeah that's the first thing i thought of when they said the kendall hitton was going to be starting and then watching a little bit of that game uh, i just got flashbacks to high school and watching my buddy, who was a middle linebacker, have to play quarterback. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And uh, I don't know, the Broncos still right on the playoff cusp, but uh, it's tough. It's a tough break for them. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, the NFL will not push games back if it's a competition thing, which I guess they consider not having a quarterback being a competition yeah, thing. Yeah, like w- what does that actually mean? If like they, so, they will only push back, push a game back if there's like a massive like COVID outbreak where COVID is going everywhere in the room, not based on a team not like, being good enough to win. Wait. So the way they've determined that the Ravens outbreak, which is up to almost 20 something people. Okay. Which is they determine that that's like an outbreak that you can push games back just okay. like the Titans, their game got canceled yeah. know, a month ago. They said so, it was just a competition thing for the Broncos because the Broncos requested the game to get moved back and the league said no. And the Broncos also requested that they could sign their quality control coach to play quarterback because he knows the system and he played quarterback yeah. in college. Yeah, I read that. Okay, but so they would not allow that either. One guy testing positive and then the rest of the room uh, possibly having it isn't considered. Just being a close contact. I'm sure Your it's entire, an entire position that you just lost is not considered an outbreak. You think for the league's sake that they would have pushed it back just for an entertainment factor and like not having to have a Yeah, like the story's fun and all playing quarterback, but the story's fun and all, but like I think Drew Locke should have been back there, you know? Or uh, yeah. Blake if Bortles should have been back there. If the game was played tomorrow night, they would have been eligible to come back. It's so. it's the fun story, but it's there's a way to avoid it, you know. Especially for a team in the playoff hunt, man. Like exactly, that <laughs> sucks. We got anything else on the Broncos before we uh, move on? Hopefully, they have their guys back for uh, when they play next. Are we good? Mm. All right. Well, uh, let's get into Baltimore. Um, their game got canceled on Thanksgiving night yeah. because of COVID, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. Pittsburgh has a couple positive tests. And apparently they're playing on Tuesday night. The NFL will not back down from not playing because if they don't play and say the Ravens forfeit, because they have to now, say the Ravens forfeit or they add another week to the schedule, which would throw everything off. They don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, if the Ravens forfeit, um, both teams don't get game checks, which is a lot of money the players are missing out on. They don't want that. And especially for Pittsburgh being undefeated, it'll just kind of screw everything up, right? So um, – I think, honest to God, they're going to play Tuesday, no matter how safe it is or not. And I think the Steelers are going to shit kick them because Baltimore's going to have nobody available. Lamar Jackson, of course, testing positive as well. Mm-hmm. It's a tough Lamar, situation. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. And Willie Paul, Sneed tested positive Willie today. Sneed, Mark Ingram, and I think J.K. Dobbins tested. That's a yeah. good chance. Like, and, like, I think it was 20 players. 20, no, that was Minnesota, the goal, the goal and go for Did you guys see that report? 
Minnesota Golden Gophers of the Big Ten, they have 20 players, 20 staff, so 40 people in their Jesus. organization. You know, it's crazy. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? I had, I had a, not a hot take about this game. Um, it's – oh, this is what I was going to say. So when we first started – when the season first started, I was I, I said something along the lines of, like, why are the coaches wearing masks? Like, I'm all for wearing masks, okay? Like, you got to wear a mask when you go out. But – all these, the, like the teams are staying together, you know, like you don't really need to wear a mask. Like you saw some of the hockey coaches and the basketball coaches during the bubble weren't wearing masks. Yeah. It wasn't mandated. Back, now, now it's mandated. Now it's mandated that yeah. even if you're a player on the bench, you have to wear a mask or in the locker room, in the facility at all. And that's and why the Broncos you know what? Got, yeah. I don't know why this didn't click for me. It's because these guys aren't in a bubble. These guys need to be, if they want to play, they got to be put in a bubble. Yeah, well, the NFL is closing facilities here uh, for the next – for Monday and Tuesday for teams that played today because of Thanksgiving and guys seeing people from out of town and that sort of thing, and they just want to try and limit the spread, right? And um, it's a crazy situation. COVID's not getting any better, man. It feels like it's been getting getting better in Ottawa over the past couple weeks, which has been nice to see. But uh, there's parts of this province, Mike, I know it's probably still running rampant in Quebec. It has Quebec's since pretty day bad one. right now. Yeah. Quebec is pretty bad right now. We've been probably the worst province – uh, for majority of this time, Ontario. Sucks. Think, it's crazy. Ontario, I think, took over for a little bit, but yeah, it's also just the amount of people and oh, it's brutal, man. And um, yeah, the thing is, I know this is long-term talk, but like this NFL season, it'll always be known as a season that was no fans, right? And let's hope by next September that this vaccine is out. Like everybody apparently says, it's going to be everybody has it, and stadiums will be able to be full again because. I know for a lot of teams, like especially Buffalo, uh, teams like uh, Green Bay, like teams that play in those markets that the fans are just rabid, right? It's, oh, a big, yeah. it's a big thing, right? And speaking of which, um, where do you guys want to head next? Do you guys want to get into today's games now? Matty V, what do you have? Oh, want to get into I, today's games? You, do you before, wanna... we, before we jump in, I just want to give like a quick mention. I don't want to get too political here, but I, yeah. it's, it's, very, it's very shocking seeing such a, a big difference like here in ontario you and quebec there mike it's you see you see the case go up and everyone's like kind of freaking out and there is this kind of uh, like issue people have with we're not reopening like small businesses and that are being affectionate I, I understand where they're coming from and it sucks but, but there's a lot of people out there that understand like the necessity of the you know being safe it blows my mind that there provinces there are states in the U.S. that do not have mandatory mask requirements, and like they're just saying fuck it. And I, I, I cannot understand. I cannot fathom it. I'm sorry. Like oh, they passed uh, like eight million cases or something. Last what time. I've heard from my buddy, who's a Lions fan who goes to school down there, he's back here now for Christmas, is that it feels like everybody's had it already, so they don't give a shit. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's Seriously, one that's one way. To that's put it. that's what he told me. Is that is his roommate? He was talking to a guy that lives in that old Miss. There, he said, "Yeah, everybody's had it. Nobody. It's kind of loose now. Everybody's had it, so we don't really. That's the way it is. I love that they're like, oh, I had. It. I can't get it again. I'm like, I'm. I'm that's sure. that's the way. That's sure the way people think. Pretty that's sure the way people could. think. It's because that's what was spewed out at the beginning. Is that once you have it, you have these antibodies or whatever, right? But I'm pretty sure it's been proven out. You can get it multiple times. And that's the thing yeah. with the um, like the whole oh masks don't protect you against uh, whatever that people have like taken as fucking gospel now. Where like it is meant to say, hey, like from from the beginning, it's it's meant to say when you wear a mask, you're you're protecting others. Like you're you're stopping your germs from spreading. Yeah. Like 
I, I, there's so many people just, they have to be like purposefully being this stupid. I'm sorry. Like you cannot be born this stupid. Like you have to train. I'm sorry. Well, it, it's, it's a, it's a mentality, right? And um, as you said, not to get too political, but I think this is a discussion we have to have. It's also a lot of what the president of the U S has kind of been saying over the past six, seven months. Right. And even like, it's funny, you see a state like New York, that's a democratic state. And they have like the strict New York and California. Here's a storyline we completely forgot to get about. We'll get into it now. The 49ers don't have a home for the next month. Mm-hmm. Land in Arizona, apparently. State, apparently. States like Arizona, no, states like California, states like New York, these like democratic states, they have all the lockdowns, right? This, like that's It's like Canada. New York and Canada are extremely similar. We all know that, right? It's our, they're our neighbors. I just think it's crazy how like it's in, in Canada, even out West, they have like a different mentality, I think, than we do here. But I think yeah. overall the mentality is like, let's just get through this. Let's be safe. Let's move on. We'll be back to normal life whenever we are. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, Maddie, if you, you put it perfectly, just the, yeah. And I just, I just want to get my touch on it too. Like I got a buddy who lives out in Winnipeg. All right. I'm getting destroyed right now. Man. I'm a liberal man. I grew up in a liberal household. I, f- I find I'm more in the middle between the liberals and the conservatives. My buddy's a conservative, man. He's a full-on conservative. Yeah. But I fucking love that guy to death. Buddy, I'm from rural Ontario. Everyone that I know is a fucking farmer. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I love the guy to death. And like, we, I know if we ever get into a conversation like this, I might punch him and I might not. See, that's the thing. That's not in the US. It's, like, it's just so, the turmoil is yeah. just crazy, right? Like I, just want to, I just want to move on. I'm getting a headache yeah. just talking about this. I <laughs> no, want to talk about what, football. It's real life, though. And yeah, the 49ers, it's 49ers Bills next Monday night. If that game's in Arizona, that's the house of horrors for the Bills this year. So let's hope to God that game's not there. But let's. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I want it to be in Arizona now. That's so Yeah, I, I, it sounds like I wish it was. I wish it, if they were closer, it makes sense to put the game in Buffalo. But what happened across the country? What happened right? in Arizona? Um, the uh, There was this little guy that was on the uh, Cardinals, and he uh, threw the ball up in the air, and this taller guy with strong hands caught the ball. And uh, right. the Cardinals end up winning that game. That was two weeks ago, too. Uh, right. right. Now, so, yeah. You know, I almost forgot about that. Thanks for reminding no, me. No, me too. And then just speaking of the little guy, <laughs> we're going to get into the little guy right now. And the little guy lost to uh, the Patriots. My Patriots. Right? My Patriots. Yeah, I, I, didn't think we were, I didn't think we were going to open with this game, but that was a nice little transition Boys. from the little guy. But uh, he's Kyler Murray's hurt. Like, that's why they lost. <laughs> Let's be real here. I was so excited for this game. No, because I didn't shit. think – I didn't think – Kyler Murray was that banged up. I honestly didn't. But sprained AC I, joint, you can't throw the ball. When I was hearing rumors that like Chris Strevler might start, might start. So if you're, if <laughs> any of you guys are, any of you guys are CFL fans or even just Bomber fans, you know who Chris Strevler is. Here's the funny the thing: the dude walked, the dude walked the streets of Winnipeg after winning the sta- the Stanley Cup, the Great Cup. Cup, shirtless. You know how and- cold it gets in Winnipeg in November. And that's Chris Shevler in the CFL, Matty, before you jump in. He's a gadget quarterback in the CFL. Yeah. He actually got a shout out in an article. Again, The Athletic, we're not sponsored, by the way. Come on, guys, what the hell? I love I, I um, was a really good article I read in the With, with Paul Police talk talking yeah. about uh, direct snaps uh, or uh, fake QB sneaks or some shit, yeah. some shit like that. And it directly mentioned that that uh, Chris Shevler has, has done multiple, including one in the Grey Cup. 
Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I remember I just, that play. I just, I, I, <laughs> if Chris Strawman didn't make the NFL, he might have been the Red Blacks quarterback because, of course, Lapa moving to the Red Blacks. But yeah, uh, yeah I know it's funny. Gadget QB in the CFL, and he's making a living in the NFL right now, sitting uh, behind Kyler Murray. And imagine if he, that would have been awesome if he did get it. I hope he so, gets in eventually here. Yeah, I thought he was going to start this week. So when they announced that Kyler was going to start, I'm like, okay. I don't, then when they announced he was going to start, I'm like, okay, he's not that banged up. So I didn't even put this game on. You guys know I'm a diehard Patriots fan. I didn't even have this game on. I was watching, uh, wait, uh, what game was I watching generally all day? I was watching the Tennessee Indianapolis game generally all day. That was a good game. Yeah. That was a great game. And I was seeing the scores and I saw Cam at one point was like, what, three for nine? Three for eight. Sorry, you know, Matt, Kyle, sorry, Matty V to bring it up because he was your he fantasy was quarterback. He was terrible. I'm like, oh, there's I'll no way. There's no way they're gonna win. There's like the, the Cardinals are absolutely gonna blow them out of the water. And then uh Nick Folk, former Jets, great, nails a 50-yard field goal, and they went 20 to 17. I was shocked when I saw the score. Yeah, no, and uh, just uh, my Sunday Night Football update, Mitch Trubisky just handed the ball to uh, Darnell Savage on the Packers uh, for an interception. 13-3, to oh. the Packers lead. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, you, you mentioned handed it. I, 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 I was waiting for you to mention a running back's name, and I don't hear a running back's name, and I'm, my brain's trying to figure out, okay, how is this working? Yeah, they threw it in a double coverage, and the Packers, Packer corners were much closer to the ball than the Bears wide receivers. Well, he's completed three passes to Allen Robinson, yes. so my fantasy team is happy. All right, well, uh, yeah, um, let's get into the penalty that Isaiah Simmons took late in that game. That's a bullshit call. Let's be real here. Newton was in bounds and he got hit out and they said he got was late hit out of bounds. That's that's tough. It's a close call, but man. Yeah. Like, I uh, there the thing is there are reputation calls in the NFL. I, I don't think anyone will disagree. 100%, with that. 100%. And Cam Newton for as as, you know, I guess how how far he's fallen, he is still a, a pretty big name and he does have an injury history. When he's getting out of bounds to the sideline, I know that he's a big physical guy, and like that's his, his style. A lot of players, if they hit a quarterback, even like when it's in that gray area, and it's a it's a it's a guy who has at least something going for him, whether it's a name, whether it's an injury history, whether it's like you know he got cranked last week, something like that. I think the refs are going to call in favor of the quarterback there, and I think that's kind of what happened. Um, it does it suck for the Cardinals, absolutely. Um, but I, I think honestly, most times that hit is made, that hit probably gets called. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was just the situation in the game, right? Cause that kind of put them into field goal position. Then Nick full kicked the winning field goal. Mike, what do you have? Well, so like I said, I didn't even see this game. Uh, the one thing too, when, when it's a hit like this is did the defensive player drive through the hit? If I say Simmons led up, uh, he right did as, though, like right as the impact, then it, it could go either way. But if the guy drove through cam and went to make a hit while cam was right at the sideline then you got to throw that flag See, the way that they kind of officiate that is if it's a hit it's a head-to-head hitter use your head to make the hit that's fine he didn't use his head there might have been a little bit of incidental contact here but he left with it, the left shoulder yeah and his cam's foot was still in bounds simmons was still in bounds it's just kind of the way he flew out of bounds right that's the but did, the did, flag. Did, did simmons let up I, th- I, as I said, is he was in bounds, right? So it's not really about letting it. It's just he just kind of popped him. You know what I mean? When they kind of knocked the no, guy I, down. I, 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 I get you, but this is. I think I thought it was fine, but it's a tough call to make on the field because it's. Again, if his foot's, the on, the, if his foot's is, on the white, that's a penalty, but his foot wasn't on the white. So when you hit a quarterback, 
out of bounds and like the quarterback goes flying like, like he flew <laughs> yeah that's that's the issue there like, even yeah. if it is a clean hit the optics yeah. of hitting a quarterback generally aren't great yeah. for no, a defensive player back. right so it's yeah yeah, yeah, no, and that doesn't excuse the way the Cardinals played today, but Kyler being hurt uh, didn't benefit them at all. But uh, let's, no, they, uh, they should have. They should have went with Strebler, honestly. I want to see him play. Now that we've talked about, I want to see him play. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get into the Bills game here. That was pathetic on all levels. Uh, Bills somehow yeah. win twenty-seven seventeen. Cole Beasley with the TD pass. That was nice to see. But uh, here's my rant for today's and this is to Alex Kemp. We were talking about him. I don't know. If he, I don't know if most listeners even know that name. He's one of the younger head officials in the NFL. It's his second or third year uh, at the helm. That mm-hmm. crew has, like, Matty D, remember that game week through two or three against the Rams? Buffalo. Absolutely Rams. not. It was Alex <laughs> Kemp's crew oh, that geez. called that horseshit game. They called that pass interference at the end. They called Tyler Croft catching the ball, coming down. The guy rips it up. They called that an interception. Like, it's just a gong show. And today, so inconsistent. Like, these, do the refs not want to let the guys play? Like, it's just... Who cares that Zach Moss flips the ball after he gets a nice twenty-yard run? Yeah, it's like you guys are talking about that. He doesn't even before. know who's behind him. He just kind of flipped it behind him. Is a here you go, ref? Are you supposed to just directly hand the ball to the the official? Yeah, it's you know oh, I am terrible. the type I am the type of guy where it's like some of these celebrations they gotta tone it down, but just flipping the ball up, just like, stood up, boom, walk back to the that's huddle. That's perfectly the fine. Gets... You don't have to be Barry Sanders on every play. Very okay, sad. Like, what Josh you know? Allen did, he dives to the pile and he, sure, the guy was right there. You can call that taunting. That's a college football call, though. That's not an NFL. Penalty. Come mm. on. I, I kind of wish Nick was on because. Yeah, it would have been. You, I, I think I would have gotten into it with Nick tonight. You, if you guys, are, we guys were pretty much getting into it in our group chat that we got. Well, no, it's because I pretty much called Herbert out because he was really not accurate at the beginning of that game. Like, he was like. I don't know yeah. what he, let me look up what his final numbers were. But I, like got the, was, I got them right here. Pretty sure he was 10 for 19, a good chunk of that game. I'm like, he's he's missing a lot of open throws. Went 31 for 52 for 316, one yeah. touchdown, one interception, and then had two carries for minus two yards. Yeah, no, I um I honestly like I didn't think Herbert play he had that big that of course he had the Hail Mary at the end. It was well, another thing, I don't know if you guys saw the end of this game, but Herbert kind of chalked it up, uh, I forget who it was on the Chargers massive push off, complete extension of the arm, <laughs> catches the ball, falls in the end zone. The rest don't throw the flag right away. I jump up in the air like, oh, are you freaking kidding me? And then the other ref down the field decides to throw it like five seconds later. Mm. Like, how is that not obvious to the down judge that's standing right there, saw a full arm extension, caught the ball? Ugh. Yeah, but – and Matty V, I'm sorry if I'm cutting you off or if you have anything to no, say I'm about on this a, game. I'm, we're on a tear tonight, Mike. This is the Matt and Mike show tonight. <laughs> I don't know if Matty V's okay. Like, a lot, of, a lot of people are like, oh, we need to get, like, uh, not ro- – I don't want to say robots, but like they, we need to get robots to efficient game. I'm like – I like in football. <laughs> I like the human element. I like when these guys. This is this is gonna sound so bad. I like it when these guys make mistakes and we and people call them out. I love it when this happened because Mike, that's fucking stupid. I know. Eh? Did you see Alex Kemp get pretty much abused by the Chargers today when he was trying to announce a penalty? He's like, we have a personal foul, and then a Chargers coach and a Chargers player walk right by him as he's doing. He's like, excuse me, thank you. Personal games. I'll put the clip in. <laughs> Play was over. Personal foul number thirteen. That penalty is declined. Excuse me. Thank you. During the play, holding. 
number 73. That penalty will be accepted 10 yards. <laughs> oh, man. It was just, it was like nobody, there's no respect. But like, like, this, like, we were this... talking about before the show, Mike. Ed yeah. Hockley and Gene Stare, all these refs that are great over the years. There's res- there's a respect level there. Yeah. This guy has no respect. He doesn't, doesn't deserve respect. I know. <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> I hate talking about the refs, but he's pathetic. This is what makes the games fun. Is this being able to be able no, to crack, the horse crack, on these, crack on these refs? Yeah. You know the what? Bills lost that game tonight. I would have been livid. <laughs> football. Watching football and seeing football happen is fun. Seeing refs happen is not fun. I'm sorry. Like a ref can seriously fuck up the the result of a game. Like and it's his entire crew. Like they they work together. They don't they don't live together. They travel together. They do everything together. Yeah. This crew, right? And the crew. A lot of the times, the crew is their mentality is the head referee, the official. A lot of people say, "Oh, that guy's terrible," but the head, the referee, and the umpire. Are the two guys behind the line of scrimmage? They call holding penalties. That's pretty much what they call holding rough in the passer, right? Yeah. Then you got your down judges, your side judges. They make all the different calls depending on where you are in the field. But it just for me, it seems like there's a mentality there. And I just, ugh, I it was terrible. I was so <laughs> upset today. And thank God the Bills won because the Chargers are pathetic. You know, yeah. You know, this is another reason why I would want Nick on because I got to ask him this. It's like, there's a, like the, the the Rams. Sorry, Maddie. Uh, the Chargers have a good off a good roster. You know, like you look at this roster, roster, like the, these guys should be good. These guys should Joey be. Joey Bosa was a house record today. He has, these guys should be. I'll get up his like, numbers. His numbers were insane. These guys should be right up there with the Chiefs in this division. You know, look just looking at the roster, but then you take a look at that coaching staff, and that's where the problem is. I was on the Anthony Lynn hype train for a long time. And I even went back and forth with Nick. When I think one show where like, no, no, no. Like Anthony Lynn is not the problem. Anthony Lynn is the problem right now. Looking at Joey Bosa's number seven tackles, three sacks and a fumble recovery today. <laughs> like he was great. He's he went football. off. He's, no, football. he's fantastic. And there's a reason why they lost that game. And I truly believe it's coaching. Like the bills almost, the bills wanted to hand it to them. It was a terrible fourth quarter. Three turnovers in the fourth. That's unheard of this year for this team. It's insane. Chargers just could not take advantage of it. Like, we were just talking about it. They run the – they're going to go for it on fourth down, down by 10. Like, why are they going for it? They need a field goal if they want to tie the game. Hmm. They run out. They run the offense on the field. Anthony says there calls a timeout. Brings the field goal team on. They could have used that timeout at the end of that game. When Herbert throws that Hail Mary, they catch it. They get up to the line. They run that stupid run play right away. You could have used a timeout. <laughs> you would have had 50 seconds. To, you would probably would have scored a touchdown. You get an onside kick. You never know what happens, right? That's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to bad. say. It's just bad coaching. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, we'll move on from this game, Bills. Well, speaking uh, of onside three. kicks. Speaking of onside kicks. Hey, Maddie, this is your segment. Go ahead. A.J. Brown. He's, uh, he's a big yeah. boy. He likes to run the ball. And, uh, you know, he's a big part of today's game against the Colts. This was the game that you said that you were watching, eh, Mike? Yeah, I paid att- I, this was the one game because my dad likes to pay attention to the games that have playoff implications. I wanted to watch the Broncos-Saints game. He wanted to watch uh, this game or the Kansas City-Tampa Bay game, which I don't, I don't hate. But I wanted to watch the, the Denver New Orleans shit show that uh, that was on um, Friday. Uh, no, early Saturday. I said I don't think I've ever seen an onside kick taken to the house. 
and happened yesterday in college ball. I saw one today. last year. There was one last year, but it wasn't as pretty as AJ Brown's. Okay. Yeah, there was one in college ball yesterday. It wasn't as yeah. pretty. And then there was just and then there's AJ Brown today, just so clean. Picked it up just, and went. It was I I'm watching the replay. I'm like, it's there's gotta be a Colt somewhere. Like to somewhere to tackle him. Like, isn't that the job of the of the onside kick? Is you got your hands team. The guys that can go out and get it, but then like you, you, you fucking need some 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 guys to yeah. tackle. When I know? saw last year, the way that the Bills and Micah High returned, it was one of those kind of the sky kicks where they kicked it way up in the air. Yeah, expecting to I think I remember to run that one, and actually. kaboom, but he caught it and there's nobody there, so he just went. This one was straight to him, AJ Brown, right down the field. The issue mm. was with, awesome. with having to stop AJ Brown is that AJ Brown is is very good at football. He's a very good receiver, and we saw that last week. Uh, that that play to get to the end zone. He does not like being tackled, and he likes getting touchdowns. Mm. And so um, he had a, he had a great play earlier in the game, uh, a massive a seventy yard something catch and run. Yeah, uh, took it to the house for the touchdown. Great, great play. I I don't want to like you know pump his tires too much, but this this league and and these young receivers that we have in the league right now are something special to watch, man. DK yeah. Metcalf, AJ Brown, you know, watching Terry McLaurin. Like, want to hear? A, here's a fun like, fact. You just, so fun you, just saw, you just said DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. They were on the same team at Ole Miss that went six and six. That team sucked. <laughs> Okay. As well as Dawson Knox, as well as Van Jefferson, that team went six and six. Who the hell was the quarterback? Uh, I have no idea. No one knows. Was. I guarantee you, the guy's not on our. If Lane Kiffin was their coach, like he is at Ole Miss now, and Matt Corral was their quarterback, like he is now, that team, <laughs> they would have been a that you could you could pick that team to win the national championship. <laughs> Looking at uh, uh, Derrick Henry, we buried the lead, eh? Like Derrick Henry had a hell of a day. Three right. touchdowns. 27 carries, 178 yards, an average of uh, 6.6 per yard, uh, per gain, three TDs, and uh, he was clutch in today's win, Mike. He's hitting 2,000 yards this year. Oof. Derek Henry's going to hit 2,000 yards this year. Oh, we're going to clip this. What's he at yeah. right now? Uh, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you should but know because if he's I, a, if he's I, did, like, I didn't do the math. My dad did the math. Is he over 1,000 uh, yet? Oh, I think he hit over 1,000 last week, or at least he – Let's see. Close I'm looking Derrick Henry up right now. He needs like 150 per Derek game. Henry has 1,079 rushing yards. So he passed 1,000 today then? No, that was from last week. Is that? Okay. I think so. I'm I have no sure. idea. We're, this is, we're, we're going on the fly here. Let okay. Me I'm on pro football reference right I now. I think he need. He, they did the math that he needs like 150 yards per game. Yeah, he's no, he's at 1,079 this year. Really? Today, yeah. So he passed. I thought I read that last. Game. I thought I read that last week. I believe he's passed a thousand today. Anyways, so. he still, he needs 150 yards per game to get to 2,000. I think he's gonna get it. 150 per game. How many games do they have left? Uh, it's like they, five games left. Yeah. And he's only at 1,079. Come on, Mike. Okay, Earlier no, not, in the show, I said that I'm not that great at math, but you know, I think he no, needs a thousand. He needs a thousand yards at, in five games. He was Mike. at a thousand seventy nine last <laughs> <Is that> a, <laughs> week. I read even, that last week. Even then, if he's at a thousand seventy nine last week, he's at I don't know twelve hundred today. Well, he's gonna get a two hundred. <laughs> he's gonna get a couple two hundred yard games. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of that, can we talk about Jared Patterson at the University of Buffalo Bulls? Speaking of like <laughs> running, four hundred nine yards. Speaking eight, of running, eight hundred eight hundred. Oh, not eight. I love how you put that. Four hundred nine rushing yards, eight touchdowns on thirty six carries yesterday for Jared Patterson, the Buffalo Bulls. 
36 carries is a lot, but you know, he touched 409 <laughs> yards is a lot too. He would have broken the NCAA record for touchdowns and rush yards if they kept him in at the end of that game. But the coach and oh I didn't, didn't know that he could break both records, so they took him out. But he would have broken the record. How do you not? You have eight touchdowns and you're, yeah. nah, get him out. It's fine. Yeah. He would have broken the record. 71 to 41, the Buffalo Bulls beat Kent State yesterday. <laughs> That's the Mac for you. He's going to get drafted, though. Jared Patterson's legit. Like, even though they're from a nothing school, like you, University of Buffalo, I hope they're ranked after scoring 70 points on a pretty good team in Kent State, right? But uh, there's your college football corner, Mike. And so we're getting our math correct, right? Is Mike out to lunch, Matty V? I'm out to lunch. I don't know what the fuck I read last week then. <laughs> 150 a game means you need about 600 yards to get there. Anyways, he'll Five be the games next. Left. He'll be the next running back to hit the two thousand yard. Do you want the? Do you want us to take this part of the episode out, or are we going to leave? No, it? no, leave it. Just, just shows people how bad at math I am, <laughs> and how bad at reading I am. Apparently, oh my God. I'll tell you what. Look, thing, I got I'm dyslexia. Okay, fucking give I'm me not, a break. I'm not a math guy either. Like I'm brutal at math. There's a reason why we're all at broadcasting and alcohol because oh, you don't yeah. need math to get into that program. <laughs> oh, it was like the first week, of, first week of classes I was there, and they brought up math. And I'm like, fuck. No, you don't need math yeah. to get into, old, into the old broadcasting program. No. Yeah, no. Oh, That's a uh, shout Boys, out to CKDJ, by the way. They're broadcasting live from the Senate on Bank. Boys, football coverage. I got to be honest. I have, I got to fucking apologize for that horrific math that I <laughs> just destroyed. I, <laughs> I thought he was at 1,079 last week. What the hell was I reading? Even, even so, he wouldn't have been cool. Even so, it would take a while, but. I do believe he'll be the next. If they go all the way to the Super Bowl and he's running for 200 yards a game, there you go. He'll pass it. <laughs> but, unfortunately, uh, that's not how it works. No, I think it's not how I'll it works. do you one better. I think oh. the next player to get 2,000 yards is Derek Henry's successor, uh, Najee Harris. I don't. I I think he's probably the next guy that has a chance at it. I'm thinking here because I I love Derek Henry. It's hard not to, but that that style of play takes a toll on its body. And I don't think he's going to get 2,000 yards this year. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that's controversial. For all you non-college football fans, like Nick Angels listening to this, would he know who Najee Harris is from the Alabama Crimson Tide? He should. He should. He should. He's, yeah. he's, he's the next Derrick Henry. He, yeah. th- this, guy, this guy is pretty much a carbon copy. Like, he, he is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, – I don't think Derrick Henry – 2,000 yards is hard to get in the season, Mike. No, it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard, but I, I, a thousand I yards is hard to get for most average running backs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just fucking hit it. I'm pretty sure the two Bills running backs combined this year have less than a thousand. I don't know if I'm way off on that, but I'd I bet you I don't know right near there. Like, you know, we're talking about guys who could hit it. Who's the other guy that got that has a thousand yards this year? It's Dalvin Cook, man. Dalvin Cook's yeah. another running back that could hit it. Yeah, let's get Dalvin him. Cook. Dalvin Cook does the does the the pattern. Patterson, Pattinson, Buffalo. What running back? Jared Patterson. Patterson. He does the Patterson thing where they just feed the ball to him. Yes. Oh, and well, yeah. I, I, I'm who's the quarterback in Minnesota? If I can okay, I well, let's not rip Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins because they scored 18 points in the fourth, and Chad Beebe caught the touchdown to win that game 28-27 over the Carolina Panthers today. The, the son Joey of the... Sly with a chance to hit another fantastic kick, and he missed it again. Son of the great Don BB Buffalo Bills, amazing legend. chasing down Leon Lett. Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl champion with Green Bay, I believe, back in '97 yeah. or '98, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. um, 
the Vikings probably saved their season today. I don't think they're making the playoffs still, but they're at five and six now. Uh, it was it was like eighteen. That was a big comeback in the fourth quarter. Teddy Bridgewater's return to uh, Minnesota, and uh, he got his team into field goal range. It's a fifty-four yarder, which is a long kick, but Joey Sly wasn't even close. And uh, Carolina goes to four and eight, and the Vikings go to five and six. Do you have any other external thoughts on this game? I didn't see much of it. I just saw that uh, Minnesota was able to come back there at the end. I was pulling for Teddy so much in this game. Like, I don't think the Vikings gave up on him and or anything like that. It's just like they were talking about a, the, the, his injury was a possible career ender. Yep. So the Vikings had to take a chance and they moved on. They went, they moved on to Case Keenum, who brought them to the AFC Championship game uh, or NFC. Yeah. NFC Championship game. Yeah. Uh, and then they moved on from him and went to Kirk Cousins. So I don't know why that they did that. But anyways, so I don't Kirk think Kirk Cousins ever... was the next coming of God worth $84 million. Goo guaranteed. So, like, I don't think, like, the Vikings gave up on him. Like, apparently Mike Zimmer and Teddy Bridgewater talk every week to this day. Every week they still talk, which I love that. Because Mike Zimmer was the guy that took a shot with Teddy and – Fucking Bridgewater was a good quarterback when he was in Minnesota. That horrific knee injury happened. Has a cup of coffee with the Jets. Goes to New Orleans. Wins five straight games with Drew Brees on IR. And then finally gets a payday with Carolina. And then, you know, goes back to Minnesota. And I was like, he's got to win this game. It's not a revenge game. It's He's got no bad blood between him and the Vikings. But he's got to win this game. Yeah, and they got close. They got really close. And it's funny, they blocked the extra point there at the end, but the guy was offside, right? Yeah. And can we talk about Jeremy Chin scoring? Uh, he's I the first him. player first player since 1945, I heard on NFL Red Zone, to score two defensive touchdowns on back-to-back defensive plays. And I sat him in fantasy. Well, I sat him out in Montez Sweat, and he had the pick six on Thursday. So. boy, bud. Atta boy. If you do that, I would just suffer to the people. I don't know nobody's watching Zoom. Put your hands over your head again. Your face disappears. That that was unreal. Anyways. I blew myself. Yeah, no. That's uh that's unreal. But later in the episode, by the way, we're this is something I just want to talk about. We're gonna talk Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. at the end of this episode. Okay, so we'll get Can we talk that. about the yeah. other fight that happened that night. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that entire did any of you guys watch that last night? <laughs> no. I watched Dude, it. It was uh, awesome. I rewatched it this morning. Are you Snoop serious? Dogg. Snoop Dogg had yeah. the friggin' halftime show between the Jake Paul fight and the uh, Tyson fight. <laughs> oh, and Snoop Dogg's right. doing color. He had the headset on doing color during the, the during the fight. That they got to get Snoop to do some uh, NFL game plan. And they wanted to do everything. Like he's great at. What I he think NFL is like the one thing that Snoop hasn't done. He's yeah. he's done hockey, he's done esports. He's done hockey. He's done basketball. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's done baseball. I think he's done baseball. Probably not a Dodger game. Yeah, he's probably done a Dodger game somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I know he's definitely been to Rams games. Like I've seen him at Rams games, but I'm not. Yeah, he's a Steelers fan, you know. He's a diehard Steelers fan. Yeah, I'm not so, yeah, sure. No. I'm not sure if I've ever like heard him in a broadcast though. That's funny. Know. He was a uh, Snoop was a football coach. Remember he had that Coach Snoop show on Netflix. He was like, he's he got a league. league he created, he created he's a league. A, yeah, 
Bro, he shows up in uh in the face of the franchise or whatever Madden's career. Yeah. Is there. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> he loves EA. He's sitting in the booth with James Sabalski in NHL last year and he shows up to franchise mode. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Shout out to uh shout out to Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Uh do you want to get into the Rams then quick? I know we're we we're we've been going forever too. We've had yeah. a lot to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about the Rams team because the other games that happened today are just like a blowout and then a game no one watched, you know. And then we'll so we'll talk like... Chiefs box in a sec, but let's get into oh, the Rams. Yeah. Actually, Maddie. guys, we don't have to. Uh, Javon Kinlaw with a pick six. <laughs> you know, it's fine, guys. You know, Jared Goff is he the sucked. quarterback of the future. He's so good. He is so good. Two interceptions, you know, the, the, the fumble loss. You know, it's fine, guys. It is fine. Jared Goff is doing okay. And yeah, so, man. you know, the only uh, reason we were really in this game was because of our defense. Um, mm-hmm. Like Aaron Donald is is very good at football um really kind of kind of led the turnaround for the team we were, we were down big i'm not sure what the exact score was but they they got the ball back and you know to, to get the touchdown to actually get us back in the game <laughs> and uh a big i'm not sure how long it was 50 something yard run from cam Akers. he got chased down at the end but he did get the he did eventually get the touchdown there so um it really came down to the defense and a big run from from the rookie and, and getting his first nfl touchdown and that was the only reason we we're even close. Like, I, 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 I try to give Jared Goff some, some leeway, some credit because, like, you know, he's been in the Super Bowl. Like, we've had success with him, mm-hmm. but he's he played like shit today, and it it hurt to watch because I, I love this team, man, and it, man, it's it sucks watching him go out there and just not complete plays Not play good football yeah yeah it, it he's just he's so inconsistent because like on the one hand he does he does the the jimmy garoppolo so well where he does what he needs to do but he doesn't have the ability to play a full game doing what he needs to do and and he always finds something to um just be slightly off on or or or, or mistime something that kind of results in, in in us having be forced off the field in third down it sucks yeah, I know, and uh, it's the big one next week, man, in uh, in Arizona, in Vegas, and wherever the hell they're playing at Bills and uh, 49ers. Shout out to Nick Mullins, though, for uh, getting the job done uh, this afternoon. Let's get into Brady and Pat Mahomes. Uh, their career series is now tied at two apiece. Tyreek Hill had the game of his life, and the Chiefs Holy ended up winning by three. shit, man. Like, yeah, that's, I just want to talk about Tyreek for a second. This guy's proven that he could be a number one receiver. He's not, you know, it's like he still just has one like go-to route in his pocket, which is okay. Okay. But I think this guy's starting to prove that he could be a the number one option. What's fucking Mahomes. Give me that idea? Are you I don't know. Mike, where have what? you been? Tyreek Hill, he's a very good NFL receiver. What the fuck do you mean? He's proving himself. Mike, are you on drugs tonight? He's proven himself this year. This year, himself. This year, he won the Super Bowl. Last year, he's one of their best players. I still, and the I still year before, I still wasn't sold on him. This year, I'm fucking wasn't sold. sold as what a receiver. No, I'm not sold that you're not on drugs and alcohol right now. I might be, but who knows? Christ. Yeah, no, I wasn't sold. I wasn't sold on. That's him. the name of today's episode. I wasn't sold. I wasn't fucking sold on him. I don't know what to fucking tell you guys. In in 2018. You know, Tyreek Hill had 1,479 receiving yards. <laughs> in 2017, 1,183 yards. Last year, when he played, you know, 12 games, 860 yards. And he's on pace for over 1,000 yards again this season. 
he's pretty good at football. He's he's pretty fast, and that that gets. Him I never some said, bad did. Rap. I ever say he was bad. I never said he was bad. I, I never. I, I never said never that. Heard, I have never heard the opinion that that Tyree Kill is not a number one receiver. I never said he was bad. It's just this year, people were still saying like, oh, all he is is just a returner. Like he's he, you know, he can't take that step up. Last year, you saw him starting to, in my mind. This Nicole year, Hardman's is. only only a returner. Tyreek Hill is one of the best in the league. Mike, you got to stop. Tyreek Hill had 1,500 yards two years ago. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to, like, like shit on you here, but, like, that's that's the first time I've ever heard anyone, like, give that, like, that argument. I'm, I'm, that's weird. I, I could give you a lot of bad receiver names that hit 1,000 yards, too, by the way. 1,500! Or 1,500. I can think of a That's lot of bad... That's more than 1,000 by 500. 500 is a lot of yards. Think about anyway. that, Mike. It's uh, going up and down the football field five times. Oh, fuck, <laughs> what? Thanks. 500 yards. Fu- fucking thanks, Wilson. I didn't fucking know that. 1,000 yards is going up the football field 10 times back and forth. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So he's gone up and down the football field 15 times in the year. That's that good, though. But the, the, big news, yeah. the big news this this game was that he almost got the single game yards record or something. Yeah, it was close. He was pretty close to it. And it's, I don't know, it, it's, is it's there fun a, watching that team play. Is there a record for how many receiving yards a player has in a quarter? Because I'm pretty sure he broke that, too. No, he'd be he, close to it. I'm, I'm, pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he broke that. <laughs> yeah, no. 204 yards receiving. Uh, I said this in our chat there earlier. I don't think anybody's beaten the Chiefs this year, even Pittsburgh. I think the Chiefs are. Do they play at all this year? No, don't believe so. No, because that's a game I would want to see. And they'll they'll play. They're in the same conference. No, they're not. They'll play in the championship. They'll play in the championship. AFC championship game more than likely. That uh, that's a coin toss. I mean, that's a coin toss right now for me. Ooh, I do like their season. I do love the Chiefs. I think and it depends I, who ends up finishing first in the conference, right? Like if the Steelers lose a game or two down the stretch here, and the Chiefs continue to win, yeah. they slide to first. They slide to that first. He get the bye. You never know what will happen, right? Oh man, I don't know. I'm honestly like, like, is it gonna? Is it a coin toss or is it like? I one, think the Chiefs. I honestly, one team the totally have the upper hand. So I the think issue, the Chiefs are better. I think the issue is that. The, the the Steelers have had and and finish off with a pretty easy schedule and you know yeah. to be where they are right now undefeated is is pretty insane I'm not taking anything away from them but I think despite you know having that one loss I think I think the Chiefs are still I guess the alpha team they might have the worst record but I I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone that that would Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I bet against I think, these yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anyone is really looking at the as the Steelers as this, you know, juggernaut. I think the Steelers look beatable, in, in mo- like not most weeks, but but some weeks the Steelers look look beatable. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are just insane. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. And like Romo said on the broadcast, he sees Tampa and the Chiefs. I don't know about Tampa, man. Like Brady's. Fucking, it's a roller coaster ride for him down in Tampa Bay. Like it's, it's uh, yeah. a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs. So that'll be interesting to see what who comes out of the NFC. Yeah, no, I don't know what like. There's some weeks where it's like Brady puts up these numbers and you're like, oh, Belichick who or you know yeah. like Josh McDaniels who, and then these he's got weeks like this where it's like 
you know, he wouldn't be doing this if he was still in New England. Or and they only lost like by three points, but they still lost, right? So let's uh, let's hit the rest of the slate. Uh, the Falcons uh, shit on John Gruden today, forty-three to six. Uh, the Giants somehow beat Brandon Allen by two points. Looks like Daniel Jones is going to be out a little while, though. Yeah. Sucks. Pull the hammy. Uh, yeah. Hamstring injury, yeah. Uh, the Browns, Giants are first, baby. They are. And I am <laughs> used to be a Giants fan. I've always followed the Giants. I, I'm pulling for them. be really funny to see them in the playoffs this year. I don't know. I don't know. Who's, who's, the, back, who's the backup in New York? Colt McCoy. Colt, oh, yeah. Um, oh, I just got whoever wins that division wins that division. Is it going to get absolutely obliterated in the wild card game? Like, I think, can we all agree with that? I think it'd be funny if they didn't. Oh, it would be, it would be hilarious. But I, I don't think there's much of a chance. But I, unless I, the winner of this division goes in like totally hot, like wins the last five games they have of the year, maybe there's a chance. But like, I think whoever wins the division is going to get destroyed. Maybe this card. is controversial and maybe I'm biased, but I. I think Washington could surprise a team. I don't. I I don't think any of these teams can surprise a team. I don't think Washington's good enough on the offensive side of the ball. No, I they got they got, I, they Terry, got a, but that's about I like it. Their O line. I like their O line. Their O line's been playing really good since Sheriff got back. I like mm-hmm. Terry. I I love Antonio Gibson. He had, a, he had an insane a great game on Thanksgiving. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. Yeah. And they got a pretty good defense. I you know it, I I could see it. I don't know. I might be crazy, but I I, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. they surprised a team. Do I think, think you're crazy. Do, do you think a team like Washington could have a team like Arizona come to come to them and and beat them in Washington? Oh, we saw what Arizona did today. So Kyler hopefully is healthy by then. That defense no. is really good, though. That Washington defense is. I I I think it's up from the Giants. Well, it depends on how long Daniel Jones is out, right? In terms of that division, but. Um, I honestly, like, I think it's Dallas or, or not Dallas. What the hell, Dallas? Matt, Jesus Christ! I think it's Washington or the Giants for that division. Matty, the Eagles are in tough shape. Yeah, Matty V, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this right now, and I'll actually like put it in my write it down so I remember this. If the Washington football team win the division, because I don't think there's that's the only way a team from this division is making the playoffs. Not, yeah. There's no none of these teams are it's gonna not be possible otherwise. Yeah. yeah, if the Washington football team make the playoffs and beat. The team that they're playing against doesn't matter who it is. I'll give you twenty bucks, straight up. You don't even have to give me anything if they don't make it. I'll give you twenty bucks if they win a playoff game. This Deal. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. No, I know you're gonna. I know. I knew you're gonna respond like that. So, but so I'm, I'm looking here at the playoff picture. The Giants yeah. right now are are first in that in that division. They're against the Rams, and they could, I guess, be against the Bucks or the Cardinals, depending on how things shake out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I genuinely think that that Washington had could. I don't think it's they a, will. I don't think they're going to win more than one game, but I think they could surprise the team. I'm sorry. You could make an argument for almost any team to win this division. Maybe not the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles or the Cowboys or are the Cowboys anymore. Yeah, so I also teams. don't think I the think Giants can because they lost Daniel Jones. I know. It depends. <sighs> Might be Washington's division to win it. <laughs> Doesn't say much, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, if they, uh, if they if they win the division and win a playoff game, I'll just I'll give you straight up twenty bucks because yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. I really don't. I think twenty bucks. There you go. Uh, yeah, Giants. <laughs> they won by two today. Uh, Cleveland st- somehow beat Mike Glennon and the Jaguars twenty-seven to twenty-five. They, sh- they should have destroyed that game. 
They should have destroyed them. Two point conversion away from that game being tied. And of course, the or the Jaguars ended up firing their general manager uh, after that game. He was there for eight seasons. I'm trying to. F- Do you have his name in front? What the hell is this guy? Dave name? Caldwell. Dave Caldwell. Dave Caldwell. They Caldwell. fired him. They got to fire the head coach. They fired uh, him, they Dougie. Yeah, Dougie Marone might be. Uh, he's not. He's gone. He might be up Shit's Creek without a paddle come the end of the year. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Jets. Very uninspired. Twenty to three win. Um, and uh, yeah. That's what we have. Uh, it's every game mm-hmm. this week in the NFL. Adam Gase. <laughs> I'll Matt, you it. want to talk about this? I'll <laughs> say it. I, I think everyone kind of knows at this point. I think yeah. it's – I love think it's, this man. I don't love seeing other coaches get fired before him. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think they shouldn't be fired, but I think that he should have been fired first. Is it a vendetta? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, he just sounded like an idiot at the podium today. They asked him because apparently he took over play calling this week. And uh, he's like, well, no, I, I didn't touch play calling, he said. And they're like, well, we saw in the third quarter, your offensive coordinator was over in t- talking to guys individually. He wasn't calling the plays. He's <laughs> like, yeah, well, I was I was helping on third downs and two-minute drill, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. I don't want to spend too know. much on, on Adam Gates. Yeah, we've gone for a while tonight. So Yeah, uh, and I, I don't know how long this has been, but I really want to talk about the Hall of Fame yeah. semifinals. We can, uh, we can we can get into that before we wrap up. A uh, quick Sunday Night Football update almost at the end of the first half. 27-3 to three Packers mm. are blowing so, the Chicago Bears. I'm just going to go through the guys who are first ballot. I honestly just want to hear your guys' opinion on it. Whether yep. if you say they're first ballot or not, you know, this is in alphabetical order if you want to look at the actual list. Uh, so you got a guy like Jared Allen, Vikings legend, pass rusher, is he even a Hall of Famer for, to, in some people's mind? Is he even, no. Does he even belong, belong in the Hall of Fame? He's a great player. I don't know. How about this? You say a name, and me and Maddie will give our opinions. You can give your, yeah. you can give your own opinion as well. So, yeah, Jared yeah. Allen. Uh, I, I don't know, man. He was really good for a long time with uh, Minnesota. I remember his retirement video. He's like, on a horse, and he, like, rode out into the sunset or yeah. whatever. It was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I don't have Jared Allen. There's a lot of talk in in okay. hockey, and I, I don't know about baseball. In hockey, there's there's a thing called the Hall of Very Good, where yeah, baseball's <laughs> voting sucks. Yeah, I I, I yeah, wasn't gonna get does. into that, but yeah, I yeah, I think he's kind of that Hall of Very Good, where he's like you know he's kind of like a cult player, where like yeah. you know the, the the Vikings love him, right? Yeah, and uh, and he did have a very good career, but I'm not sure if he's Hall of Fame good. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you guys too. It's like this guy, at least for our generation, might go down as one of the best pass rushers and definitely has the stats for it. But there's so many other guys that I think should be in the Hall of Fame before him. Yeah. And I just think yeah. by the time his time comes, it might just be a little too late. He might get in as a, as a senior finalist in 30 years. Yeah. Maybe. You know? Uh, so, yeah, like I said, we're just going to go through the first ballots first. Uh, then you got a guy, you got Megatron. Who I yeah. kind of I kind of gave my opinion in the beginning of the show. I think he is a Hall of Famer. I just don't think he's first ballot. Uh, I think he I think he should get in this year. I think he'll be in this year. I don't know. I just have a feeling. Hmm. I just have a feeling kind of the allure and illustrious career that he had, and kind of how, as I said earlier, he kind of went out really, really quietly. I think he should be a guy that gets in on his first uh, attempt. I think just the the aura, the mystique of you know Kelvin Johnson Jr. and this unstoppable being that you know defensive defenses couldn't stop Calvin Johnson Jr. That's that's end of story. Yeah. He he was for 
he was he was the NFL's best receiver for a number of years. And I think there's there's like a peak that he reached that is incredible that that very few receivers can ever really achieve. And I, I think I think he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Crazy he's still only thirty five years old. <laughs> I know. Right? You're like a guy like Fitz. Yeah. It fits. Yeah. He's, he's he's pushing forty, man. You know, it's like it's crazy. Second overall pick in two thousand seven at Georgia. All Tech. right, I'm gonna say these these next two guys' names together because I believe that these two guys are first ballots. You got the sheriff and Peyton Manning, and then you got Charles Woodson. These guys are first ballots. Unanimous will be in the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, I I don't know about unanimous. Everybody voting for Charles Woodson, but Peyton Manning. 100%. I think they both get in first ballot. Charles Woodson was dynamic originally with the Raiders, and then with Green Bay, won a Super Bowl, went back to the Raiders at the end of his career, and Peyton Manning was the man from day one, and he walked out as a Super Bowl champion, something Brady should have done two years ago. Yeah, Brady we'll should have done that. Get into that another, uh, another day, but uh, yeah, I agree with both. Yeah, I think Peyton Peyton's probably as close to unanimous as you're going to get. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I think Woodson for sure is um, – and I think he sort of similar to Megatron. And I guess, you know, Jared Allen has like this case too with the Vikings. Um, they're known for, you know, like the Lions for Megatron and the Raiders for, for Woodson. And um, just being such an icon for that team, I think definitely helps his case. Um, mm-hmm. Keeping in mind, he is also one of the, the one of the best players ever play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I got a couple other names. I'm not going to go through all, all the guys because there's 25 guys. Yeah, there's a lot of names. So, you know, we talked about Calvin Johnson, and I say he's not a first bout because I think two of these receivers that are semifinalists should be in before him. Torrey Holt and Heinz Ward should be in before <laughs> Calvin Johnson. Yeah, Torrey Holt's been there for a while, eh? He's, he's, I think he's an eighth time. This is his eighth time being a semifinalist. Really? Yeah. yeah, well, um, Isaac Bruce did Isaac Bruce get in? Last year? Isaac Bruce got in last yeah, year. Yeah, he was on so that he, list with Ty, with Torrey Holt. For you got to put right? the you got to put the other receiver in, and then you got to you're gonna have the entire greatest show on turf offense. And yeah, you know, it's like you got to yeah. do that. That's interesting. Got to be in. And this is funny about Heinz Ward. I heard this, and it made me laugh. They're like Heinz Ward. It's not one of the best receivers you think of. But he's one of the best football players to ever play the game. Well, he's just a big bruiser that made all the So shouldn't plays. he be in the, the Hall man. of Fame if he's one of the best football players? Yeah. That's my opinion. It's like you say he's the best football player, but he's not one of the best receivers, so he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Like that doesn't make any sense to me at all. You know, it's funny. They're they're also very similar to Megatron and you know, Woods. Yeah. They're they're like, you know, Heinz Ward with the Steelers and Tory Holt with the Rams. It's I don't mm-hmm. know. They're they're just icons. And I, I you know, I I wouldn't put them over Calvin Johnson Jr. I wouldn't mm-hmm. put them over Megatron, but I, I definitely think those are to be in there. Mm-hmm. I'm not how many people get in each year? I think it's like eight. I think seven players get in, one coach. Yeah. Yeah, one and builder and, or whatever. And then, a, yeah. and then a builder gets in too. I think it's yeah, kind of no. like that. Uh okay, I'm gonna go. I got three more names I want to go through. Uh hey. Rodney Harrison should be in. Uh Rodney Harrison should be in. This is not even my Patriots bias. I out, don't okay? know, man. About he's got to be in. Harrison. He's got to be in. Thirty. He's got over fifty sacks and fifty and thirty interceptions. Yeah, no, he was One a th- fantastic player. Fantastic safety. Uh, that's tough. I think he should be in. I, I this, no one's changing my mind about this guy. I never, I never got to see him play. 
but uh, he's got to be in the hall. Rodney Harrison's known for one thing in my head, and that's being David Tyree, the guy that he tried to <laughs> inter- knock down that pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be, he's uh, immortalized. In, I know that. In that picture. I know that awards and stuff aren't like the go-to. Rodney mm-hmm. Harrison was a two-time Pro Bowler and a two-time First Team All-Pro. Hmm. He won. Buffett. He won Player of the Week three times. Yeah, I don't know about Hall of Fame, man. Uh, I don't know. He's. I, I think he's. Of... I think he's very similar to you know um, Jared Allen. Like Jared, Jared Allen, where he's Hall of Very Good. Hall of Very Good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then here's another guy that you might put in that Hall of Very Good. Zach Thomas, not a name that a lot of people talk about, you know, because yeah. he played in the same era as Brian Urlacher, Ray Lewis. Derek Brooks, he played it. He was the middle linebacker for the Miami Dolphins in the 2000s. The guy was just a tackling machine, man. Him and Jason Taylor held that team together, held that defense together for a long time. Jason Taylor's in the Hall of Fame. I think Zach Thomas should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, eventually. Like, I'm reading an article right now. It was written by a USA Today. And the headline is, why hasn't Zach Thomas been inducted into the Hall of Fame? Like, I just, just clicked on this. And that was from yeah. 2019. Yeah. 13-year career is one of the best off-the-ball linebackers, right, in terms of stats and in terms mm-hmm. of just being the man, like a Luke Keekley type, for example. Yeah. That is 5'11". Uh, Jesus. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I could I could totally see a guy like him getting in eventually. Like, it's it's players like that, like I Brian, think he... Brian Urlacher's, like Luke Keekley, like when he gets up in a couple of years that are like – is Luke Keekley a Hall of Famer? That's, I that's, think it's tough based tough on one. like how his career ended. He was just hurt so much, man. It's really especially shady. near the end of his career. It sucks that, yeah, yeah. That's a good so, question. It's good. It's a good debate though, for yeah. sure. And then, wait, what's your opinion, Maddie V? On I, Zach I Thomas? think he, I think he should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's Hall of Very Good. I think he's better than that. Um, right. But I'm not sure if this is the year. I, I haven't taken a look at like all the semifinalists or finalists or yeah. whatever it's narrowed down to. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Mm. I think yeah, I just think he should be in. You got Jason Taylor in. You got to get the other guy in there. And then Matty V, I saved this guy for last. You know who I'm going? Or not Matty V, Matt Wilson. Yeah, I saved this guy for last. The great, the greatest special teams player of all time. Yeah, Steve Tasker. Yeah, no, I gave my thoughts on should this last week. Be in the Hall of Fame. Of course, they made like, a Pro Bowl position because he was so good. Matt Steve Tasker walked so Matt Slater could run. Okay. Oh, that's sure. how it works and if you're asking rod black up in canada luke tasker guess who his father is the great steve tasker from the 1990s buffalo bills yeah no uh no doubt he should be a member of the hall of fame it's just them undervaluing special teams play right mm-hmm. and he's given a lot back to the buffalo community he's working as a radio guy now and yeah for it's years and years he was the man yeah right and uh It'd be really nice to get him in, him joining Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, guys that were on the Jim Kelly, of course, guys that were Thurman Thomas, guys that were on those early 90s Buffalo Bills teams. It'd be nice to see uh, Steve Tasker finally be able to join yeah. them all these years later. Hear me out. Hall of Fame punter, Johnny Hecker. Maybe. Someday. Hall of Fame kicker, Justin Tucker. I, yes. I, I, <laughs> I, I said this, this popped in my head a couple days ago. You know, Devin Hester is probably the greatest return man. All of him kick returner Devin Hester. Okay. He should be. In my mind, when his time comes to get into the Hall of Fame, I think it hasn't come yet. You gotta wait five years. You have yeah. to wait five years. And he yeah. he hasn't been inducted as a semifinalist yet, right? Like all these guys that you're naming, right? So 
No, but like I think next year Devin Hester is going to be his. When was eligible. he out of the game? Has it no, been less than five years? It's, I think it's been less than five years. I think next year is, is, is his first year of eligibility. I hope so. Anyways, so like Devin Hester, yeah, greatest returner man of all time. I don't think he is first ballot. I think it's really hard for a guy like that to be first ballot. But once a guy like Devin Hester gets in, I think then a guy like Steve Tasker. Yeah, no, 2016, know 2016, he was out of the league. I know it's not the same special teams position, and I understand that, but – you got to get another special teamer guy who was just a special teamer that wasn't a kicker or a punter in first. And then Tavon Austin. Hmm? And then, yeah, no, that's Christ. <laughs> what a bet. Tavon Austin had the greatest college mixtape. I'm sorry. He did. Rams. he did. Oh, my God. <laughs> he did. Yeah, no, I, Are you I, a Rams I, fan I, when they were in St. Louis? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he's been a Rams fan for... Well, I mean, I've only known you for like three the, years, but the better part of a decade. Now. <laughs> yeah, so you're a St. Louis Rams fan, eh? Unfortunately, must, how obscure are your sport? Like the Devils and the St. Louis Rams? Like what the hell? Who's your favorite yeah. baseball team? The Jays. Yeah, I don't watch uh, too much baseball. You're yeah. not a friggin' Miami Marlins fan or like Kansas City? No, I'm big, big guy, stupid like that. Big A's guy, Moneyball yeah. really got to me. Like, <laughs> this is funny. Devils and the St. Louis Rams. I know. Like, I, don't know. I just, I don't know. I like, I like, the, I like, I like the players. There we go. All it's right. all about the players. Yeah. Speaking of players, hopefully yeah. our fourth member of this team is back next week. I would, if, if I'm kind of happy, you know what? We were saying earlier, it'd be nice to have Nick on. Nick, when you're listening to this, I'm kind of happy you weren't on tonight because I have a feeling I would have been really angry off the off the hop. You two would have gotten into it, and I think no, that saved me and Matt. And it's also like the fact that it's also the fact <laughs> that like, we haven't spoken to Nick really in the last couple of weeks, and we haven't had been able to have one of these heated football debates, right? And that's what the show is born and bred for. Yeah, yeah. And, you guys are building up for so long that it would have just been insane I know. today. Just a 30-hour or 30-minute just garage match, ET screen <laughs> next week for Patreon. Yes. Ma- Maddie, we would have had to just mute our mics. Those two would have just been going at it. We would have just been chilling in the background. Yeah, I know. And uh, it's interesting, though, because just, <laughs> like, <laughs> the Chargers are so bad. <laughs> and, like, it would have been fun to break that down with Nick, but... <laughs> Maybe another time. Maybe another time. Yep. Yeah. Right. And uh, we went a little. We went a little oh, who cares? I know we, we broke our format of forty five minutes or less, but we covered oh, a wow. variety of different topics tonight. We got into the politics of the United States. We got into yeah mask wearing. We got into the Hall of Fame. That was a nice little segment, Mike. Thank you, you for that. You guys yelled at me for about Tyreek oh, Hill and which Derek, I, Derek Henry getting a thousand yards. He gets one fifty the next five. I games. was. I am. I am. I look. I, I, I'm not gonna apologize about the Tyree the Tyreek thing. I apologize about that, Derek. <laughs> We're like, what the hell? I was I'm, looking at it. I don't know it. what I'm the like, hell I was reading. I'm like <laughs> fucking the fake news media got the best of my kids. <laughs> yeah, I apologize about that one. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, instead of listening to the fake news media, you can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Google Play. Yeah. All those different uh, avenues. Uh, it's been a it's been a hell of a show tonight. This is that a is high energy over. Sunday. I got my Colin Kaepernick jersey on. If you guys didn't see that, so. that is a Niners jersey. Yeah, I fucking knew it. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't tell who it was, but I knew it was the Niners. Yeah, jersey. no. So shout out to the Niners, big win today over the Rams, and uh, shout out to us because we'll be back next Sunday on the <laughs> Trenches Podcast. <laughs>